Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. Let's switch it over to the NL side because as much as it may not be as fun for everybody to talk about this series between the Phillies and Padres, which by the way, the Padres are an incredible story right now. Hell, the Phillies are an incredible story. Why are the Phillies an incredible story? Because they have no business being anywhere near this right now. They shouldn't have made it in the playoffs. The only reason they made it in the playoffs is because the Brewers absolutely screwed themselves by not by one giving away hair, uh, giving away uh, Josh Hader, and then of course getting no offensive support. They gave away that last wild card spot, especially in the last week and a half. So the Phillies get to sneak in. No one gave them a chance in hell against the New York Mets. Well. I'm sorry, not against the New York Mets, against the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, they made short work of the Cardinals. They follow up by beating the Braves, which, again, no business beating the Braves. I did, not see, did. I did not see them taking on the Braves after the season they had against the Braves either. And, and keep in mind, as much as and, – and as someone that was a poor defender, I can say this. This is the worst defensive baseball team I've ever seen above a ball. I'm baffled by how bad they are on defense. But they do have a good two-headed monster in their starting pitching – and offensively, we talked about the long ball with the Yankees. This team can go toe-to-toe with any offensive team, maybe ever. I think the Phillies also have a little bit more bat-to-ball skill, a little bit more hitability than the Yankees. Same. And when I look at this Phillies roster, I see I see a lot of talent, especially on the offensive side. I see a Bryce Harper that is living up to every bit of hype that he had when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And I see Kyle Schwarber as being a leader on that team, somewhere that has been there before, won a World Series, played a big part in that World Series with the yeah. Cubs. I think that Schwarber and Harper are leading this team and willing them to keep going in these playoffs. I like it. I like it. And I, you know, I'd like to touch on something you just said, and that's on Harper. Harper really has become the guy that he was labeled to be. Now, even like during his first MVP run, which was an incredible season, I didn't look at Harper going like, no, yeah, that's the dude. I'm like, no, that's a great ball player in a, in a great pool of ball players. Now I look at Harper like, you can't throw to Harper. Every time this guy swings the bat, I, I clinch up going like, he's, if he makes contact, some, a fatality will take place. <laughs> Through the television, it feels violent, like he's going to hurt us. Yeah. And, it's going to be the baseball that is being hurt. And uh, he's just so ridiculous offensively. And Schwarber, too, like you mentioned. By the way, this team also has Nick Castellanos, who had a down year, but still hit like 20 home runs. And did yeah, you can five. forget about a guy like Castellanos, who had a five war this year. Yeah, it's just, and by the way, got booed all season with it. Like, just, yeah. I, oh, love you, Philly fans. Just love you to death. Well, here's the deal. That team is looking good. They are split 1-1 with the San Diego Padres. Now, here's, the, here's my honest to God take. The Padres should win this series. They flat out should. They're a better ball club. They have a better pitching staff. They play great defense. They flat out can rake. Juan Soto is a guy that sees more pitches than most teams. Basically, than the entire New York Yankees, Juan Soto sees as many pitches as they do in a game. It's just, they're a very good team, and that's without Fernando Tatis Jr., mind you. Yeah. Um, but, man, the Phillies have this punch. I can describe this a lot, and I, I and forgive me if you've heard me say it elsewhere or even here on this podcast, but I will say this. The Phillies are George Foreman in their 50s. George <laughs> Foreman won a championship at age 50 with a nice right hook that he connected on. If the Phillies connect with their right hook, you're going down. But yeah. it's a very slow right hook, and you should be able to dodge it, San Diego. God, you should, and I hope you get back to the World Series. And I personally would like to see a San Diego-New York World Series rematch of 1998. I don't think that's what we're getting. I personally think we're going to see San Diego 
versus Houston. What do you think we're going to be getting? Well, I think Joe Musgrove, who's pitching game through for the Padres, had a really poignant point when he was interviewed about his upcoming start because he's another guy that is showing up and is being the dude that you want him to be mm-hmm. if you're the Padres. He has been unbelievable. I played with him for about 15 minutes on the Pirates, 2018, I think it was. I can't even remember what year it was. He is a stud. He is. He's, he's unbelievable. He talked about how the most important count for a pitcher when you're pitching to any hitter is the 1-1 count. Because the swing in batting average, if it's a ball from 2-1 to 1-2, if it's a strike, is the biggest swing. This game three, when it's 1-1 right now, it's the biggest game of the series. I think whoever wins game three is going to win. I think the Phillies, the atmosphere in Philly is second to New York is probably one of the toughest places to play. But I think that the Padres in Joe Musgrove have the advantage with the pitching, with the starting pitching. Mm-hmm. I think the Padres take game three and go on to win the series, but barely. I agree with that assessment. Not only that, Joe Musgrove. Now, keep in mind, Joe Musgrove tonight, as we're currently sitting here on Friday, Friday evening will be the next ball game. You can check that out, of course, on FS1. Uh, By the way, also check out the Carton Show on FS1. Why not? Some guys on it. Um, But also on top of that, listen, um, Joe Musgrove faced the Phillies once this year, and he got roughed up. Six runs, six innings. Ranger Suarez did not have a very good year, but he faced the San Diego Padres, And he shoved that game. He went into the eighth inning only giving up two runs. Now, of course, that is a small sample size. One ball game, and this is a different ball club, I think, on both sides right now. But I'm going to agree with you. I think Joe Musgrove gives the Padres the advantage of game three. I think they go on to win the series. However, I do think it's going to be a 2-2 series going into game five because they got Noah Syndergaard taking on Mike Clevenger in game four. And I I don't have anything against Mike Clevenger, but I'm not feeling as confident in Mike Clevenger as I say I am Joe Musgrove. Yeah, Joe. I mean, Joe Musgrove is absolutely a stud, especially last year and this year. He's really grown into himself and mm-hmm. turned into a top-of-the-line rotation guy. And he's number three for the Padres. Is that, Isn't that right? crazy? He's a top of the end guy. He's he's pitching for number three for them. But I like I like what you just talked about. It sometimes a lineup or sometimes a hitter just doesn't see the ball out of a specific guy's hand. Mm-hmm. So we got Suarez, who shoved, like, even though he didn't have a great year against this team, and we got Musgrove, who shoved all year, didn't have a great outing against the Phillies. So I think maybe today might be a better matchup than I originally thought. Now that you that, that you point that out, but. A, I'm going to go with my horse. Musgrove Mm -hmm. is the horse in this situation. You bet on the horse. Yep, I dig it. I dig it a lot to the point where, listen, I'm an ex-Padre. I love me some San Diego Padres. Uh, A part of me was just so – as happy as I was that they beat the Dodgers, I still can't believe they did. I'm like – I still look back at him like thinking – is this real life? Did this seriously take place? Did the Dodgers legitimately drop another series? But this time to the Padres. Oh, man, it was just so, so sweet. So great. And the Padre fans are just eating it up, which, hey, listen, you're, the Padre fans have not had a lot to root for over a 52-year span. So, man, enjoy every second of this, and I hope they do get to the World Series. But before we wrap this up, Ryan, and I want to thank you so much for joining me today. By the way, Ryan, where can people follow you on social medias? Uh, Instagram, rlavarnway, Twitter, Ryan Lavarnway, and uh, ryanlavarnway.com is under construction. Check Ooh. it out soon. Oh, baby. And by the way, Ryan Lavarnway has become a very fun follow on Instagram. So make sure you guys check him out over there. But before we finish up, I just want to ask you one question. What are your thoughts on free agency? And obviously, we're only going to mention, I'm really only going to mention three names. And I'm very intrigued by this. And the reason I'm going to mention three names, obviously, we'll mention Aaron Judge. 
Yeah. I mean, it's going to be everybody's talk talk about for the next four months. Where is Aaron Judge going to be? And in my opinion, as much as every fandom is going to be like, oh, Cubs fans, oh, come to Chicago. The Ricketts ain't paying any money to Aaron Judge. Let's be real clear. Um, there's really only, in my eyes, two places he's going. Just two. He's either remaining a New York Yankee, and as much as Mets fans want to pretend Aaron Judge is coming over to Queens, it ain't happening. He's no. either going to be a Yankee or he's going home to San Francisco to be a San Francisco Giant. What say you? Does he think the Giants are going to be a contender in the short term mm -hmm. when he's in his prime is my question there. Yeah. If I am Aaron Judge, which I am very much not, I want to be a pinstripe for the, my career. I want a statue. I want to be out in Monument Park. I want a chance to win because they have a group, a team right now that if they put it together, they should be the best team in baseball. Right now we just talked about the Astros are the best team in baseball, but the Yankees have every chance to compete in that division, which is a little weaker than it historically has been. So they're going to be in the playoffs. They have all the pieces. And if they add any more pieces, they're just going to be ridiculous. But if I'm Aaron Judge, I'm looking for the Yankees to back up the Brinks truck. You know, he's not he's not the 27-year-old free agent. He's a little bit older, so we're not going to see the years. But I think the annual pay, the per-year pay, is going to be among the highest that we've seen. I think you are absolutely right. Now, here's the question. Does he take those years? I don't know. This is why I really think San Francisco comes into play because I think San Francisco, who has as much money as anybody, I cannot stress that enough, They, I think they'd be willing to give the years along with the salary. That's just my thought. Now, do I know that for a fact? I do not. That's my speculation right now. But there's a reason why that team didn't go and sign any free agents the last two years. Uh, they got money. And I think they're looking to spend it. And here's the other two players I want to mention real quick, just before we sign off. Carlos Correa, any other year, like last year, would have a stranglehold on the market. That ain't the case this year because the Dodgers have a lot of free agents available, specifically one name I want to mention, and that is Trey Turner. If you are a general manager, who do you want as your shortstop? Trey Turner or Carlos Correa? Boy, that's tough. Trey, Trey Turner has the, the hit ability, the on-base. Correa's got the edge in the power. Mm -hmm. I think with the Dodgers, you just had the best regular season in your history, right? Your, your postseason ended a little bit sooner than you would have liked to, but you like the pieces you have. The, the clubhouse camaraderie, I think they understand. Magic Johnson running that team, I think he understands how much it means to have players that like each other and like playing together. I think the Dodgers try to retain retain Trey Turner I think they do as well and I'm going to tell you right now if I was a GM that was looking for a shortstop right now and I had the funds available to me of the two I want Trey Turner and it's not for all the not just the reasons you said there's one big thing you didn't mention that immediately comes to my mind he stays on the field Carlos Correa misses at least a month every season now when he's on the field yes he's the best shortstop in baseball he's the best offensive shortstop definitely in baseball but quite frankly, Trey Turner is on that field every single day, putting up absurd numbers, getting on base and wreaking havoc. And like you said, the Dodgers had the best single season of their history, and it's a very rich history. If I'm the Dodgers, I get my hands back on Trey Turner. I lock him up and uh, just do my best to stop screwing up in October. <laughs> oh, Ryan. This has been a blast, guys. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to Big Time Baseball wherever you get your favorite podcast, and of course, the Odyssey app itself. Make sure you follow Ryan LaVarnway everywhere he goes, and make sure you follow his journey going for the next WBC Team Israel World Baseball Classic, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Decker6 and Anti-Hero Baseball on Instagram. That's it for us. 
Be enjoy you some baseball. Beat it.